0: It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Real Talk with
1: Brian and Dan on 1150 KKNW. The training wheels are off. It is July 10th, 2019, and you're joining us live today. And listen, if you'd like to listen to this episode and past episodes, you can find us anywhere where podcasts are found. So anywhere like Tuned In and um, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Well, listen, we have another great show today, a fantastic show, and I'm excited to have our two guests in. Roman, how do you say your last name again? Polikov. Polikov and Jonathan Murphy of Toyota of Bellevue, Aaron Wood with Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue, and some great, great content. But before we get to these fine guests, it's time for some real
2: talk. Last week, we talked about young first-time buyers. Today, we're going to talk about how having a professional on your side in real estate can make all the difference. In today's fast-paced world, where answers are a Google search away, there are some who make wonder what the benefits of hiring a real estate professional to help them in their home search are. Truth is, the addition of more information often causes more confusion. Now more than ever, you need an expert on your side who's going to guide you toward your dreams, and
1: not let anything get in the way of achieving them. Now, Brian, you've been helping all kinds of folks for many years now, right? That's right. And there's a difference between an agent that shows up, opens a door, and one that actually solves problems. Wouldn't you agree? Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. What is the? Uh, what would you say is the the true test of where somebody is actually looking out for you as a consumer versus just a paycheck? Well, I think you know, first and foremost,
2: you know, having their interest uh, first and foremost. Uh, fiduciary yeah. under Washington law, we're not we're not obligated to a fiduciary relationship, but uh, and fiduciary for those who don't understand, fancy. fiduciary yeah. means um, acting in a way that is in the in the other person's best interest as if it were your own. I mean, absolute best interest, putting yeah. their interests first. And I think that's something that I appreciate about working with you, as you and I are both committed to client
1: interest always coming first. Right. It really is about a long term relationship, <laughs> being able to serve the clients in a situation where. There's a lot of emotion, mm-hmm. um, and as an agent, you can really help guide the consumer right. through that. Right. You can also throw fuel on a fire, which has happened to us when there's other agents involved, unfortunately not recognizing that they have to take their emotions out of it right. and help guide their client through. I, right. I had a, a story that I won't share with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> you did. We Earlier. talked to it. Brian yeah. and I talked to it. Yeah. That.
2: I think that, that, um, um, that third-party separation to be able to objectively walk through – so that there is a non-emotional and buying it and buying your home it's very personal very emotional so the objective view to look at it um you know that way is huge and i think another thing that's often overlooked is the uh, local experience the boots on the ground experience right. that i i find time after time i'm able to assist my clients because of the local knowledge uh, that that i mean i'll save people from transactions where you know, I mean, it sounds funny, but I'm helping people not buy a home in that situation. Right. But it's the right move. And that's right. putting client interest
1: and, first. And the, the key to that, too, is, you know, on average, right, a, an individual or a family is going to buy maybe, maybe four homes in their lifetime. Yeah, four or five typically. Right. Yeah. We, we did that last month, right? Mm-hmm. So we did that in an individual basis. On, right. You know, so we're seeing these things come up. And it's about, you know, my favorite thing to do is when a buyer or a seller says, hey, I'm going to interview several agents. Right. That's my favorite thing to do. Why? Because I know I have to show up with my best game, and right. also, too, I'm not taking that business for granted. Right. I'm knowing that when I show up to serve that client, it goes back to your fiduciary. Right. right? I'm, I'm showing up as a representative, and it's really an honor, actually, to have yeah. them say, I pick you.
2: One of my favorite uh, stories is a client who was interviewing five, and he first kind of screened a whole group and he calls me and says, okay, Brian, you're in the beauty contest. <laughs> and it's like, "Uh oh, yeah, no, I'm just well, joking. game's on, you know, and, yeah. and um, I, I got the transaction. But I really thought that was an interesting way of putting it is in the beauty contest, put right. your best foot forward.
1: So you made it past the first round. Oh, of, gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then did you win? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I got a call. I was, um, we we're heading out uh, for a little weekend. And he calls me and says, okay, final question. You know, what are you going to do for me? And they had a what I considered a relatively small problem that I had a solution to and he he called me and then he called the other broker. Mm -hmm. The other broker uh, used an expletive with him. Oh, He called me back. (laughs) That kind of settled it right there. Yeah. Yeah. How you're carrying yourself. Yeah.
1: Just like, yeah, I'll work with you. I want your business. Awesome. So So here's the funny thing. According to some statistics by the National Association of Realtors, there's about 230 possible steps that have to take place during (laughs) any successful transaction. So having somebody that is really you know a first-time home buyer or one of my favorites the first-time home seller having them be in a position of understanding that those 230 steps have been gone through right on a regular basis and i found that oftentimes when people uh, do this for a long time they sometimes get complacent mm-hmm. and being able to kind of refresh and recharge and provide your clients with a fresh look at it it's 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 really important and right. to have somebody that is competing for your business they're not doing it. They're not taking it for granted,
2: right? Right. I think something too is it's not just the, you know, the skill set you mentioned. People typically four or five homes in a lifetime. You know, between you and I, we've done thousands, right. and we do it every single day. So for us to walk someone through is what we do. I mean, there. One of the things I firmly believe is there's no such thing as a dumb question. Walk people through the entire process, and it's not just the experience we've gained, but the systems that we've built and put in place. So every one of those steps is done and done right. And, and so that's checklist driven. That's systems driven to deliver a consistently excellent product time
1: in, time and time again. So one of the reason the the main reason why I wanted to uh, have this show here on the radio with our listeners, right, is mm-hmm. the amount of expertise that you have in the 38 years that you've mm-hmm. been selling real estate. It's important to get that out. Right. So we want to you know challenge our listeners out there, friends, colleagues, to give us a call with your questions. Right. So at the end of this segment, we have time and and our phone call phone to call in is 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. I'd love for I'd love for the listeners to challenge us with some some tough questions on real estate. Um, and I don't know if you can think of a particular instance where you solved a, a problem for a client that uh, that it, that shows how the experience matters oh, for representation.
2: Sure. I An mean, example is um, dealing in East King County, we deal with rural properties frequently. And I had a client interested in they had found a home online, interested mm-hmm. in making an offer. And the first words I said is, Yeah, we need to very carefully have the well of water so properties on a well, rural property, yep. analyzed, because there's likely gonna be arsenic. And I'm like, what? Well, I know that area. I know where, you know, where those wells are gonna have problems because I've been selling in the area for so long. Yep. Well, um, they did the test, sure enough there's arsenic. Hard pass. I mean, you know, yep. who wants arsenic in their drinking water? And there's there's filter systems, there's things you can do. But still. Plus, you get
1: arsenic from apple cores, right? I mean, (laughs) no. (laughs) I don't
2: know. I don't know. I'd have to research that Apple seeds. They have arsenic in them. Yeah. Do they really? Wow. Fun fact. The other thing I was going to say is having the wisdom that if we don't know an answer, we don't just wing it. We do the research necessary to deliver the the right information, the right answer.
1: Well, I have a good success story, too. Yeah. So uh, my client, we had a a property that was almost identical, almost Mm -hmm. identical to another property in the same neighborhood in Tallis. One we've talked about here on the show recently, and uh, that property was on the market, the competing property was on the market about 40 days before we hit the market. Um, I knew we had to compete, and so did our, so did the mm-hmm. seller. So we made sure we did the full you know, program, which is staging, cleaning the windows, right. uh, cleaning up any issues that might have come up on inspection, the whole thing, what we call our premier listing program. Right. Hit the market, and we had some market time, because yeah. right now, just listeners out there, if you... Um, If you, you know, looking at the market and you're thinking like homes are sticking around, it's normal. 30 days plus, that's normal. It was abnormal to sell a home in two days. So we were on the market about 30, 35 days. We ended up getting an offer. The other house did not get an offer. We ended up even closing. The other house went into contract, fell out of contract. Mm -hmm. So uh, now I'd love to, you know, break my arm patting myself on the back. I know we did a great job for our client. We ended up selling when the other one didn't. Right. And, and that's
2: that's through doing all those steps right up front. Prior proper planning prevents poor performance. What now? That <laughs> Say that again? Yeah. Prior proper planning prevents poor performance. Nice. I dropped one word that's commonly used <laughs> oh. in that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but doing the work ahead of time, that's the thing about a successful listing is yeah. laying out the plan ahead of time. You know, planning the work, working the plan is is the basics. Well, know?
1: I mean, we wouldn't be here today if there wasn't something to representation. Right, right, right. If if people believe they can get what they wanted, what they needed out of the internet, we would be we done. Have We'd a be job. out of a business. Yeah. And it just has to do with that experience, that wisdom, and then also understanding the consumer situation. Right. And you know, a whole other uh, aspect is being a skilled
2: negotiator that you learn from doing this thousands of times, literally. And every transaction is different. So taking the time to listen to people's needs. Um, you know, when I'm representing a buyer, um, doing research on the seller, looking for what they really want. Sure. I think the assumption is always money. It's not. Right. I mean, people want, sellers want the best price for their home, but I'm finding so often timing uh, can be even more important. Time than is money. money right. Yeah. And so really paying attention to the details to negotiate for what our clients truly
1: want to deliver that. Awesome. Well, hey, I alluded to it. We are now off the training wheels we are actually live today so you're listening live and if you're listening live you can ask us your questions. just call 425-373-5527 and coming up we have got a great couple of guys here in the off in the office in the studio yep today so after this break we'll be hearing from roman and mr murph from michael's toyota of bellevue please come on back
0: Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
3: Feeling disorganized? Do you have trouble finding things in your home or feel overwhelmed when you open a drawer in the kitchen? Does your house add unnecessary stress to your already busy life? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, the professional organizers from Born to Organize would love to help. Born to Organize specializes in general home organizing, downsizing, home sale preparation and move-in assistance. Unlike other organizing businesses, we also have a full-time, licensed carpenter to assist with larger system installations and handyman projects. In as little as one visit, Born to Organize can help eliminate stress and anxiety in your life by utilizing an individualized approach with each client that includes decluttering and creation of simple systems within your home. Born to Organize serves Snohomish County, King County, and is available to travel throughout the United States on a per-project basis. Jamie Bourne and her team of organizers are simplification experts and love nothing more than making a house feel like a home. Please visit our website at B-O-U-R-N-E, the number 2. O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E dot com. You can also call us at 650-274-4308 or email Jamie at born 2 organize at gmail.com.
4: There's a reason they invented the Internet. It's called 1150kknw.com.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. Our first guests today are Roman Polikov and Jonathan Murph Murphy uh, from Michaels of Toyota in Bellevue. Roman was originally born in Russia but moved to America when he was a little kid. How old? Nine years old. Nine years old. old. He lived in D.C. for most of his life but moved to sunny Seattle four years ago and has loved it ever since. He – can't turn my page – (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. He worked many jobs but loves sales and customer interaction. He also worked in real estate for a little bit but got a calling to get back into the car business, which is how we met Jonathan Murphy and Michael's, Michaels Toyota of Bellevue, an organization that Roman described, a 43-year-old organization that uh, Roman has described as client-first and extremely passionate about the community, the neighborhood. And i got to say, I've bought several cars from uh, Michael's Toyota of Bellevue and I've always enjoyed the experience and the quality of the cars. Um, I only own Toyotas. So uh, this is a bit of a shameless plug <laughs> on my part. Every, I've, my son's got well, a Corolla. My daughter has the Camry. My wife has a Highlander. And I have the FJ. So
2: it's straight up. We've got an 89 Toyota's. FJ. And the kids are fighting over it. 89 89. Yeah, 280,000
1: going strong. The old school. Old school. The, the OG. Yes. Hey, Roman, so, Murph, welcome to the show.
5: Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you. Let's Murph.
1: start out. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Murph. Tell us a bit about uh, what you do outside of work. You mentioned you like to go crabbing. Tell us, uh, tell us about yourself.
5: Well, uh, from Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. A, trans- a lot of crabbing there? Uh, <laughs> no, no, largemouth bass fishing. Uh, transferred up here just for the crab. Oh, you're no, kidding? That's great. No, no. I just made no a kidding. made a weird phone call one night back in 1998, uh, and over the telephone, uh, Michaels hired me, and I moved up here, and I love it. Wow. Um, from my house in Lake Stevens, you can drive 30 minutes to the ocean, two hours. Over to Yakima and mm-hmm. the rivers and just have a great old time. Love it. How great. about
1: you, Roman, when you're not working?
6: When I'm not working, you know, I got a little baby girl. She's two right. years old. So, you know, we have nice. a lot of fun doing that. Something new I picked up from Murph, actually, we went crabbing together the other day. That was a hoot and holler.
1: So that's over in uh, Everett, right?
5: Yeah, Everett, okay. Hat Island.
1: Okay, so you take a little tiny boat out or you got the big one?
5: Big one. Okay, big awesome. Awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So... This is a show about real estate, so we we kind of go back in the Wayback Machine, so this is going to be kind of interesting. So the house that you grew up in, maybe it's Russia, maybe it's D.C., Roman, could you share with us like a fond memory? Like looking back, they're like, man, I remember this. This was amazing.
6: So I was, you know, what makes me think of uh, my dacha in Russia, it's, you know, a little kind of a house, little shack. It had two-bedroom. It was more of the outside. We had a garden. <laughs> we had a banya back. You know, we had... Um, you know, had some chickens, you know, had some pigs and things like that. So I'm I'm kind of a farmer at heart. So I live out in Lake Stevens right now, and I kind of brought that back with me. You know, I have some so chicken. have chickens. Yeah. you have I have ducks. Ducks. I have okay. some ducks right now. <laughs> nice. You know, they're actually laid a couple of eggs, so I'll probably have some little ducklings soon enough. Got some ah. fruit, peaches, huckleberries, blackberries, all types of cool stuff.
1: Nice. So farming, you're bringing it here yes. to your home. How about you, Murph? Going to your Oklahoma days, right? Is that, are you a Sooner fan or what? Oklahoma Sooners okay. all the way. Absolutely.
5: Right. Best college football game ever team.
1: Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Arguably. All Arguably. Right.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a great place out here. It's a, It's uh, been a pleasure meeting you. And mm-hmm. uh, we crossed paths here recently with you being at Toyota and mm-hmm. uh, enjoyed that. And um, a lot of the stuff I do outside is just hang out, go fishing, hang out, enjoy the outdoors. Big outdoorsy guy. But as far as home... The question you had earlier, right? Um, I just remember home being a fond place, a place where all the family got together on the holidays and mm-hmm. spent time together. And I think those are the most cherished memories because, you know, life is so fast-paced as we know it. But Absolutely. the holidays, being in the home, being together as a family, that family unity, it's Was just there, always special.
1: Is, do you guys like to cook together? Is there a special kind of food? A lot you of in?
5: cooking down in the South, a lot yeah. of barbecue mm-hmm. chicken, a lot of barbecue, uh, yeah, ribs, awesome. brisket, everything. Awesome, awesome. That sounds
2: good. Murph, how did you
5: meet Dan? Um, Dan come into the dealership here recently just uh, I guess looking to add to the fleet of Toyotas. <laughs> and, uh, kicking around kicking around a couple of ideas on a yes, car that he'd like to get and uh, we just spent a little bit of time talking about it and it was kind of funny. It was uh, quite interesting to meet him. Uh, I know he was there to talk about a car deal but uh, the whole time we spent all most of our time talking about us and you know life mm-hmm. and communicating and the cars and what's important to him and and uh, it was just, uh, I think it's kind of a friendship that started off in the right direction. Mm, nice.
1: Yeah. And and I have to say, like, for me, when it comes to buying a car, you know, there's there's a whole idea around, you know, well, you're going to walk in there, it's going to be kind of funky. And anybody that's been to uh, Michael's Toyota of Bellevue, it's very comfortable. It's a very comfortable place where you can go kind of sort through this stuff. So let's get down to tax because essentially it comes down to how, how do you guys do it? How do you sell the cars, Roman? Sales style. Roman, yeah. What's, what's the whole philosophy there?
6: Well, there's definitely you know, an energy in the air. You know, we all have it. It starts from you know, the sales guy that goes all the way to you know, the top of their organization, Eric Paulson. You know, everyone's super passionate about what we do. We, you know, our job is to kind of get all the information possible to the client and then have them make an informed decision, whether they make it you know, then and there or down the line. You know, we spoke about it earlier about having a, you guys have a fiduciary duty to your clients. Yeah. You know, we feel the same way. Um, so, you know, what what
1: is your most important, like when you think about, um, you know, you're putting people in your car, right? The routine is, Hey, let's go for a test drive and then let's look at the numbers. Right. So how do you make the distinction between just selling somebody a car and actually building a relationship?
5: Well, the first thing you got to do is, uh, practice the God given talent of two ears and one mouth. Yeah. It's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned earlier, listen to the customer. Mm -hmm. You can buy a car anywhere in town. Um it's about who you talk to in the business, how you talk to people in the business and finding out what's most important to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they going to be using the car for? So it's not really a sales environment there. it's more of a fact gathering mission and mm-hmm. helping the customer along because buying a car is a big big thing sure. um, and you want you're gonna be in it every day, especially in this traffic. yeah right. uh, mm-hmm. so you want to yeah. make sure it's the right car for them it fits their needs and uh, you know work with the client. listen to them.
2: Gotcha. When I think of car dealerships, I think high pressure, you know, and uh, so tell me how that relates to what you guys are doing, or or, I mean, what are your thoughts on, uh, that's kind of a, just a (coughs) gut perception I have, and maybe I'm wrong, but how do you avoid that?
5: Well, it's very stereotypical. People always remember the uh, (laughs) bad experiences they had in the past rather than Hmm. the good ones, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But at Michael's Toyota, what we practice doing is we try to practice showing you giving you all the information you need to make a well-informed decision. We understand as employees of the store when you come in, you're not necessarily there to buy a car today, um, and you got to remember that. And um, you just give them all the information that they need so they can make a well-informed decision. And at the end of the day, if they want to buy the car, they'll buy the car. And yeah. if not, and it, that's the, the one saving grace with that dealership and how yeah. they operate. It's not got to sell you now. Right. Let's give you information. You make the decision. It's about so, you.
2: S- listening to Dan, it sounds like you do a lot of repeat business. Is that is that true
1: of how you guys operate?
5: Tons of repeat business, a lot of referral business. That says a lot right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then as I, uh, as I look at, you know, okay, some people like me are Toyota people, right? It's like we know it's reliable, right? So let's speak to somebody that's like, no, I'm a Honda guy, I'm a Ford guy. W- why should they choose a Toyota over any of the others?
6: Well, I mean, Toyota its the most reliable car. We kind of know it. You know, it, go, it stems back to your roots. But the good thing is we're never going to tell you you have to just buy a Toyota. Here at Michaels, you know, we have over 1,000 cars. We have a mm. huge fleet of used, off-brand cars. When you come visit our dealership, of course, we're going to show you the latest and greatest with technology, you know, like the new RAV, the Corollas, you know, the new Priuses, things like that. And if you're still thinking BMW, Honda, Chevy, we have them all. Yeah. So you're telling me it's more
1: about the process of Michael's Toyota Bellevue than just the car. 100%. It's, yeah. it's
5: more about um, the customer. It's about the process, how you treat people, how you interact with people. It's not about the money. It's really not about the car at the Amen. end of the day. We're just blessed that we sell Toyotas as a good product. Mm, right. So what's everyone talking about? Uh, the Toyota RAV. And why? Uh, it's all new. New body yeah. design, more space, hybrid model. Um mm. You know, Toyota's really done a great job with their new cars, two years, twenty five thousand miles of free maintenance and then Michael's adds the third year free. Mm. Um and and stuff like that. But the RAV four right now has just really taken off. In fact, uh, the Toyota Camry's been the number one seller for sixteen straight years. Wow. Yeah. And uh mm. for the first time ever the RAV four mm-hmm. is actually tracking to outsell it. Really? It's gonna yeah, be the flagship car for Toyota now.
1: I
2: think interesting. Wow. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I
5: have my opinions. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, well, let's hear it. That's well, what this is. No, yeah, I mean, I think I, it, I actually I don't want to take anything away from it because I'm not the expert, but definitely I like kind of a bigger car. I, the RAV4, it's a mini Highlander, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, which makes it more economical, right? It makes it there. So, but here, I'll just point out what I think is really cool is a heads up display. It's yes. coming out on the new cars. Yes, that's oh, right. Wow. It's pretty like you're driving along and there's yeah. this ghost of the the speed. I think is that the only thing that's
5: on it, the speed or something like that. Well, you can catch it in your peripheral vision yeah. when you're driving down the road. You don't even mm-hmm. have to look. Yeah,
1: it's really cool. It's it's back. It's like um, Top Gun. You know how they're flying around and they got those <laughs> yeah, of yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's right. cool. yeah. That's cool. I was wondering how long it would take to get that. So the RAV four is a top seller. Uh, Camry always top seller, and then the Forerunner, right? We yeah,
5: Forerunner. Love the Forerunner. Did yeah. I hear
1: about an all-wheel drive Prius?
5: Yeah, I mean, there's an all-wheel right. drive Prius. It's already on the ground now. And, of really? course, you wow. know us anxious car dealers. The second they yeah. came out with a hybrid Prius, two days later, we were wanting the all-wheel drive. Well, <laughs> <a few> years, <laughs> But we got it now.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: Huh. Which is important here in yeah. this area. Yeah. yeah northwest, northwest definitely. Big yep.
5: time. So how
2: about the warranty? You mentioned you got the maintenance, two years maintenance. What's the warranty typically?
5: Yeah, well, Toyota gives you a three-year, 36,000-mile comprehensive warranty on the vehicle, and then along mm. with a five-year, 60,000-mile powertrain <clears throat> warranty. And then, of course, if it's a hybrid product, Toyota backs its hybrid batteries, eight years, 100,000-mile really? warranties. Whoa. And then Toyota's giving back to the customer because the first two years, 25,000 miles of the maintenance is free. Mm -hmm. And then Michaels wants to put its signature touch on it. So we take care of the third year for our guest and then uh, Mm. take care of the touch-up paint, first rocket, rock chip, first door ding, a whole bunch of nice stuff. That is nice.
1: So when you look at, um, you know, caring for a car over time, um, perhaps there's a specific success story that you have, you know, of a, a client that's come back that's been happy do you have any crazy stories where people have been back, like, over 10, 20 years? You've been there for how long?
5: Uh, I, I came in 1998, 21 okay. years. So 21 years. So mm-hmm. tell
1: me about your most loyal customer.
5: Uh, most loyal customer? Um, well, gosh. Uh, I'd have to say probably Mr., a gentleman by the name of Mr. Pickles. Pickles. Mister Pickles? Mr. Pickles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Exactly. You know, I, I was no waiting for He knows it. it. He's okay with me talking on the radio about him. <laughs> okay, good. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. I um, actually met him years ago, sold him a Sequoia, him and his family, big family. Uh-huh. loves Sequoias. Um, talked to him just the other day. Um, and now he's back to the store buying brand-new Highlanders and um, for the family. And everybody's uh, getting Toyotas now. All the kids are old enough to drive. And it's a pretty mm-hmm. neat deal to be somewhere so long and meet a family and sell their kids' cars later. And Absolutely. As they come of age. But that yeah. that's a great story. And, and there's just really too many stories to tell you. We don't have enough airtime to do it. The repeat business there is crazy. and. Well, no, I can't tell you. And
1: so mine comes from my grandfather, who um, he's a car guy. So he basically grew up in Riverside, California. He's restored and remodeled thousands of antique cars. Oh. And um, I, I moved up. My mom moved up to Portland area uh, shortly after, uh, no, before we were born. So we didn't we didn't hang around that. But every time I go down and visit my grandpa, he's always got cars. You know, he's always working on cars. So when I said to him when I was younger, I was like, "Hey, grandpa, what kind of car should I get?" He was like, "Get a Toyota." He bought the first. First year the Lexus came out. The um, what is the ES or something like that? Yes, so I, I know it's owned, yeah. you know, owned by uh Toyota. So that was for him. He's like, just don't, just don't mess around. And every time I'll, I'll call him, and say, "Hey, Grandpa, I'm thinking about." And be like, oh, Toyota is a good one," you know. So it's just it's in his blood, and you know, I, I trust my grandpa. He knows cars, right? Yeah, so I bet you he does. <laughs> he absolutely does. Yeah. He's got tons of good stories. So
2: I've heard that uh, the service
1: department is where
2: the real money is made of the dealership. So what do you do to uh, keep that going, to draw people in? What's special about your service department?
5: Oh, gosh. They just have so many different specials. They always got them online. Um, we're always sending out mailers to our guests. But I think, the again, it goes right back to family. Everybody can go get their oil changed anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But you just pull up to the giant double doors. You pull into the doors. The service greeter runs out and meets you. You already have an appointment. You mm-hmm. walk inside, have some great cookies, coffee, hang out in the showroom floor, look at the latest models, and then they'll have their car out ready in a jiffy. They also mm-hmm. provide loaner cars, so you always got a car to drive there's yeah. going to be some significant downtime. They'll always give you a car to drive. So mm. it's just awesome. It's always We're always giving back to the customer in form of a discount or buy three tires, get one free, mm. just all kinds of stuff all the time. If you're not watching your email, you might miss What if you don't out. want the fourth
1: tire? You just say no. <laughs> well, you could run with a, with a spare and yeah. do a donut thing, and that'll oh, keep funny.
5: you doing the speed limit with a heads up. Well, mm-hmm.
1: one of the things I've always, I believe, um, and I've told service providers that I've referred out to my clients, um, whether it be contractors, window folks, is if somebody doesn't believe they got a good value for what they paid, then you're doing something wrong, right? 100%. And that's kind of why I asked you guys to come here is because I know I've worked with you before, um, and I have a firm belief in in making recommendations to the community about the people that not only that that I choose to send myself to, but more importantly, who I send uh, to my clients. And I would highly, highly endorse Roman and Murph. Uh, If you're in the market, you want a good, great, reliable car, there's some pretty cool incentives going on in July. Anything specifically you want to mention, Roman? I uh, think I think you were giving me a car for free. Pretty much. Uh, for every... Uh, it wasn't, wasn't uh, something like... No.
6: <laughs> no, I mean, the intensives are always changing. We got some 0%. We got some 0.9. So financing's a really good option right now. There's some rebates floating around. Just depends what model you're interested in. Definitely come see us. You know, If you guys are thinking or if you have questions, give me a call. And then if I'm not there for some reason, i always reach out to my boss, Jonathan Murphy. He'll take care of you as well. Okay. How
1: do we get a hold of you?
6: So you can call me at 425-588-8804. Say that again? 425-588-8804.
1: Cool. There you go. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. I appreciate you taking the time to come out here and chat with us about cars. Uh, let's see. After the break,
2: we'll be talking to Aaron Wood, who's here with us, who's a big shot with us at Keller Williams. (laughs) Can't wait to have a conversation. We'll be right back.
0: Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market-ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 200-4093 200-4093 or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue Are you or someone you know considering relocating and downsizing in the process? Is the prospect of sorting through a lifetime's worth of belongings just too overwhelming to contemplate? Michelle Green with Caring Transitions has helped families just like yours get through the process with as little stress as possible Caring Transitions has been helping people downsize and relocate all over the country for almost 10 years. Call Michelle Green with Caring Transitions of Issaquah and Bellevue to start learning more about the help that's available to you for downsizing and relocating at 425-505-0968. There's no cost or obligation to start getting more information on how to make your move easy on you. Just call them again at 425-505-0968. They look forward to speaking with you. Hi, guys. I'm Tony Starr with Tony Star Fitness, specializing in meal
4: plans and body composition. What are your fitness goals for the next six months, and do you have a plan? The time will pass with whatever you're doing, so get in contact with me now and see how you can set up a free consultation. You can reach me at tonystarfitness.com. Alternative Talk 1150 online at 1150kknw.com.
2: Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Dan.
2: Our next guest is Aaron Wood from Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Aaron Wood is the team leader, market center investor, and trainer at Keller Williams Realty. Aaron has experience in three different states with running real estate businesses. His goal is to make real estate agents millionaire business owners with amazing coaching and training to help them with every aspect of their lives. Um,
4: Welcome. glad to be here.
2: Hey, tell us a bit about about yourself.
4: Well, uh, see, been up here in Washington now for I think it's been what four or five months now. Has it been that long? Yeah. Okay. Time well. flies when you're having fun. I right? guess, or but, that, <laughs> <laughs> or this. So, how are you liking our summer? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Everybody told me it was the weather was beautiful here. I just love it, uh, <laughs> especially <laughs> in from, the rain. Yeah. Right. There you go. Grew up in Southern California, and uh, before moving here, spent five years in uh, Las Vegas working on real estate there in the Vegas area. So, it was a lot cooler there. So you know, like it here, get a little warmer.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully it will get a little warmer. I guess that I heard your, uh, um, Eric, I heard your uh, weather forecast is supposed to get nicer out better there over the weekend. Yeah. The good <laughs> news is I don't have to water my lawn for at least three weeks. Right. right? Now my wife yeah. probably will disagree with that. So, so this is a show about homes. So I want you to go back to, do you grew up in Redlands, California? That's yes, where I you did. grew up. So grow, tell us about the house you grew up in and some fond memories you had.
4: House I grew up in was on a coronado drive and i'll never forget it we were at the end of a cul-de-sac we had the only pool in the neighborhood nice That's so bad. we were the house that everybody hung out at But my dad would never heat the pool so it was always ice cold so that was <laughs> you know it's like swimming in the first like, world Washington problem yeah. first world problem <laughs> first world problem <laughs> but uh yeah uh i was the youngest of four kids with my mom and dad so we had a blast there we were the house that like mm. i said everybody hung out with we were where the parties were everybody knew our house in the neighborhood
2: awesome mm. So what is Keller Williams, and what makes us different?
4: Well, Keller Williams, a lot of people don't realize, is the largest real estate company in uh, the world, actually, by agent count. We're the largest hmm. in the United States, number one in agent count, number one in units sold, and number one in volume. Hmm. And... Uh, running joke at Keller Williams is we're a uh, coaching and technology company that just happens to be in the real estate business also. To sell houses. Yep.
1: yeah. So now you weren't always with Keller Williams. You actually started out uh, in title and escrow. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners out there, we've talked a couple of times in the last couple of weeks about what is title and escrow and all that stuff. But as a title and escrow officer, you're interacting with not just real estate agents with Keller Williams, but with a bunch of different ones. So, Everyone. So what drew you to the Keller Williams model down in, it was down in Redlands, right?
4: Yep. Actually, when I first got into real estate from title, I went to work for Cole Banker.
1: Okay. Oh, you and, did uh, not pick.
4: Yes. Well, okay. Did not pick them first. Um, and, and there was a story behind that. I actually knew, being born and raised in the city where this office was, I knew the owner of the office at the time. and And so it just <clears> wasn't <throat> a match there. I okay. uh, went to work for Cole Banker, though. He eventually wasn't uh, in that office anymore, and that's when I came to Keller Williams. A friend of mine actually came to Keller Williams and it just sounded great and fun and exciting. And one day I just packed up a box and walked over into the Keller Williams office. That's how I ended up there.: mm.
1: And like you mentioned, Keller Williams is known as a education and technology company, meaning a lot of agents and brokers out there uh, have you know it's like if you're getting in the business, go to Keller Williams because they have education. But what is, what is so different about Keller Williams' education?
4: Well, I think the big part is every office has training, right? Here's how you use the MLS. Here's how you write a contract. Woohoo, go have fun. There's a right. the phone book, right? <laughs> that, that's my impression of What's most- What's phone book? <laughs> <laughs> dating myself now. Just so. joking. Um, Keller Williams, I think, takes us a step further, right? I can tell you how to write a contract in five minutes over the phone, okay? But- What good is a contract if you don't have any clients to write a contract for? Mm -hmm. And so how do you get those clients? How do you communicate with those clients? How do you keep those clients over your entire lifetime of doing business with them? Mm. Constantly getting referrals from them as your business grows. How do I manage that business? How do I operate in multiple states? I think that's where Keller Williams shines is because we're not just there to teach you the basics. We're actually there to teach you how to run a business and run that business so that it's very profitable at a high level.
2: I'm trying to remember the line: "A uh, 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 business worth having for a life worth living." Yep. and I like yeah. that.
4: Business you know? is worth having, uh, lives worth living, and um, uh, what is it? Uh,
2: experiences yeah. worth giving.
1: There's ah, a whole the slew whole of them thing, there that they right. have there for them. Yeah, and yep. I will. I will say this: so Brian and I, you know, I started my business under Brian's tutelage, and he taught me how to write a contract over the phone. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've done more than once. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I was driving in my car, and I was like hey, Brian, uh, I need to write an offer. He's like, great, you need a 22, 22A, 22T, 22D, 22... 22. I'm like, I you know, it, writing oh, this yeah. down. You know? yeah. It was awesome, That's but funny. of course, there is that difference, um, that level of... And for me, it was different coming to Keller Williams when I did, because... And this is an important part of the education, is if you're a brand new agent, tremendous... It's like drinking from a fire hose coming to Keller Williams. Right. If you're an experienced agent, it's like drinking from a fire hose, too. Brian right. has 38 years' worth of experience... Joined Keller Williams last fall, right? Right. And uh, went went out to our annual convention in where were we? Uh, this last we year was at Anaheim? No. Uh, no. It was uh, New, Orleans. New oh, Orleans? Oh, that's right. I wasn't there. I was yeah. New right. Orleans. Yeah, in New Orleans, and you just get all of this. You get this level of education that's not just where you are, but the next level up.
2: Something that's really unique in Keller Williams is most most brokerages, the agents really feel like they're all in competition with one another. Keller Williams is just an open book with everybody helps everybody else. It's just mm-hmm. an amazing um, corporate spirit. I mean, I just don't know how to explain it mm-hmm. other than the fact that everybody's open and willing to help the person next to them.
4: Well, I just was speaking with an agent about coming to Keller Williams and from another company, and his mindset, he didn't think agents could do more than $100 million a year worth of sales and business. And mm. I think it's fantastic at mm-hmm. Keller Williams. I can get on the phone. How many agents do you want me to call that are doing that, right. twice that, three times that? Mm-hmm. And to get him on the phone with people like that and make him understand that there's a possibility and reality and there is a path to
2: get there. And without compromising the level of of, of service to our clients. Absolutely That's not. those systems that have been developed. And the, um, the willingness to share that, that is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. and I agree with the willingness to share. having 180,000 agents all across America. Uh, the idea for this radio show percolated from a local um, individual. But when I was in uh, Boca Raton for a mastermind group, I talked to an agent. And in Birmingham, Alabama, she has a radio show. Mm-hmm. So I've now got that contact who can give me all her best ideas. She's right. not concerned about me taking business away from her Birmingham, Alabama business. What so is, it's that, that, that awesome kind of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How many
4: times have I walked around the office because I've been asked the question, and I'll go find agents in the office, hey, you've done this before. Can you help us out with this? And right. everybody's willing to share. I don't think I've mm-hmm. ever been told no by anybody.
2: No. And that's a huge benefit to our clients for, to have that collaboration. Mm-hmm. So. Until now. <laughs> so, <just> <laughs> until <laughs> now. Oh, no. no more error. Heard. So oh. uh, how is Keller Williams competing in technology?
0: Well,
4: I think technology is becoming the new frontier of real estate. I remember back when we had to get books and go around to the other offices and get books from the other offices and know what was Mm -hmm. on the market. Right. And right. (coughs) So the MLS came out and that changed the industry. And then the Internet came out and having websites changed the industry. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I think there's a fight going on for the technology space. Mm -hmm. And Either the technology is going to control the agent or the agent is going to control the technology. And what Gary Keller has done in his wisdom with Keller Williams is decided the the technology needs to work for the agent. And so he has bet on all the technology, putting it in one place. The agent has control over all the information. The agent has control over the data, how it operates, how it looks, how it communicates with their clients. And that's what he's put out there for um, all the Keller Williams agents that are out Mm. there.
1: And what it comes down to is that fiduciary, like we talked about earlier, is representing the client. Now we're able to represent a client um, with more information and take all that information and help interpret what that means for the consumer. Deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yep. Hmm. Um, So, all right. So we've talked about... We've talked about the education. We've talked about some of the technology. We could geek out on that I forever. Dave. <laughs> uh, now, yeah, listen, Dan, you could. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, specifically, Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Yes. Why should any agent from any place consider Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue the place that they can grow?
4: The first thing that I always tell an agent that comes into my office or somebody looking to be an agent that comes into my office is, absolutely number one, our training that we have to Mm -hmm. support the new agents coming into the business and to get them into production very quickly. And the first step with that is I walk them through the office and I show them our training room and I tell them, go find me another real estate company in town that's got a training room the size of ours in the, in the area. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. Or if they have a training room, they got one training room that they're sharing with three or four other companies or three or four other franchises. Mm -hmm. I think that's a testament in itself that we're willing to spend that kind of money and floor space and a building in Bellevue to have a training room that size. So that's the number one thing I I go after agents on is is we put our money where our mouth is in the, the training and education of our agents. So that's the first important thing that I try to go over with them. And then from there, it's building the support system of the agents and the staff that they have there. Mm -hmm. I think the fact that that Keller Williams office is one of the oldest ones in the Keller Williams system, Mm -hmm. or it's 22 years old Mm -hmm. now, if I remember correctly, with (laughs) uh, uh, Carla Cross, you you have... infinite no- amount of knowledge and wisdom there that I don't think you see at other companies. Mm-hmm. And even within Keller Williams, love all the Keller Williams offices out there. They're all great and wonderful, but our office in Bellevue, there you'd be hard-pressed to find one that has that kind of knowledge base within Keller Williams. And then layer on top of that... Uh, uh, I've been with Keller Williams for 10 years. The people that I know, the people that Carla knows, the people that Chris knows, we have the ability to pull from a great pool of resources to help our agents out. Agent needs help or needs to make a phone call or needs help somewhere. We can make it happen. Mm. Awesome. Mm.
1: Um, So let's talk about stakeholders versus shareholders, (laughs) right? So in here, you have a question about profit share, which is a Mm -hmm. Keller Williams um, that's unique to Keller Williams. And it it comes down to being a stakeholder in success versus just being a shareholder. So how does Keller Williams do that? How does Keller Williams Bellevue do that? Well,
4: profit share is, is a sharing of the profit that the owner makes off the office, right? So everybody closes the deal. The office makes a uh, a split of the commission, if you will. And that split that the office takes, not what the agent takes, only what the office takes after they pay their bills there's the profit left over and good for the owners they get to keep the first 1500 bucks right they sign all the leases it's their rear end on the line for everything mm-hmm. they get to keep the first 1500 bucks 1500 1500 <laughs> making big money now um, <laughs> after that the rest is split 50-50 <coughs> with the agents that helped grow that market center so um, and we have to share our our budgets so any agent in that office can see how much money i make they can see how much money the electric bill was they know everything The profit that's left over, it's based off of, so let's say, Dan, you bring in Agent Joe, Mm -hmm. right? And Joe closes a deal. We're thankful for you bringing in Joe so you get a percentage of our profit because you brought Joe into the market center. Mm -hmm. And that dollar amount is based off how much of that profit Joe brought into the market center. So if Joe does a lot of business, hey, you're going to get a bigger profit Mm -hmm. share check. Mm -hmm. Joe doesn't do a lot of business, you're going to get a smaller profit share check. And Joe can be in any Keller Williams office anywhere in the world. So you're getting a share of the profits in Keller Williams, and you didn't invest any dollar into Keller Williams. Your name's not on any lease. You don't have to worry about any lawsuit. You don't have to worry about the insurance policies or anything. You're just making money off the profit.
1: So what that does is that creates an environment with collaborative agents right. in our office to help each other be successful Yeah. to make more money. Because if I say, hey, Brian, come on in here. And uh, Brian's a new agent. I know you're not, but you're a new agent, you founder, and you don't ever uh, you know, achieve success. Well, there's no there's no profit share to be made. But if I do, I answer questions, I introduce them to people, I say, hey, you know, why don't you sit down with Aaron? Uh, why don't you meet somebody that can help you find success? Then, well, the, the company profits, profits and uh, there's some incentive to me. And I
2: think the big thing here is that's such a benefit to our clients to have that depth of resources. Yes. Because... Uh, I mean, a practical reason for collaboration is the more profitable the company, the more money the brokers make. Well, that's exactly it. But client interest always coming first. We have a depth of resources that is unmatched in the industry.
4: A depth of resources with a vested interest on making sure every agent in that office
2: succeeds. Yeah, right, right. So what does Keller Williams do to give back?
4: Well, uh, a big way we give back is through our KW Cares and uh, Red Day uh, uh, Day that we have every year. yep. So, uh, Red Day is an event, uh, once a year in May, usually right around the 11th, give or take a day or two. Um, and that is every Keller Williams office in the entire country, actually around the world now shuts down for a day and all the agents and staff donate their time to a charitable cause. So this last year, well, just in May, we went to, um, um, the storehouse over here, and I can't think of thrift their name. store. Thrift for, store, was yeah.
1: it live Spring or um, <coughs> yeah, Jubilee Reach? Jubilee Reach.
4: So Got we it. did Jubilee Reach this last year. Um, in past years, we've done houses for veterans. Uh, you n- probably name it, we've done it. And and the entire company shuts down. We donate our time and our energy to help out whatever charitable organization out there. So that's one piece that we do for the community. And then for our own agents, we have our KW Cares organization, which is a charity that all agents donate to every time they close a deal. And 100% of that money goes back to benefit the agents out there and whatever their needs are. If there's a death in the family, if if their house burns down. Even in my own case, my son, his appendix ruptured. He was in the hospital for a month. It was a very bad um, situation. And my insurance company didn't pick up $35,000 of the bill. So I had a Mm. $35,000 bill with the uh, insurance company. And I got a phone call from Keller Williams saying, first, how is your son? Is everything okay? Yep, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Great. Just want to let you know we've already contacted the billing department at the hospital. The bill's been taken care of for you. Wow. Me. Wow. So, that's amazing.
2: So
1: that's an interesting thing because when you're in real estate and you're self-employed, having a safety net that doesn't exist, you know where does that come from? And I got to say, what was it, two, three years ago, uh, the hurricane down in, in oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. So we were flying down in August for a real estate convention in Austin uh, what was the name of the hurricane?
4: Uh, was it Harvey or what yeah. uh, hit Houston and all that up yeah. there, and I caused think- all that
1: flooding? And um, they took that convention and pivoted, and we all were bussed down to Austin, and I had the um, the experience, the experience of uh, as. You know, agents working together, we demucked a house, and it was- Gary Keller I mean, himself is there scooping out yeah. mud out Whoa. of a Cobalt Banker agent's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those things that, you know, th- those little things make a difference in culture, right? Whether it be profit share, education, technology, those things kind of make a difference. And we wanted to have Aaron on here to kind of talk about if you're an agent in the area, if you're thinking about getting real estate in the area, how can they get a hold of you, Aaron?
4: Best way to get a hold of me is to call me at the office- The phone number there is 425-454-0911.
1: All right, 425-454-0911. All right. Here we go.
2: Aaron, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure. You're listening to Real Talk with Brian and Dan at 1150 KKNW. After the break, we have some more Real Talk and, of course, have some great final thoughts. We'll be right back.
0: Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the eastsiderealestateteam.com. A subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue.
3: Have you ever experienced being overwhelmed and uninspired when you walk into your closet filled with clothes, shoes, and accessories? Although you are surrounded by so much stuff, you still feel you have nothing to wear and can't create a fabulous outfit? All this closet clutter can lead to mind clutter. This is not a great way to start your day. Suzy Cohen with Style with Susie can help you feel inspired again with a closet edit. The two of us will work together to create a curated wardrobe that will work for your lifestyle. We will go through piece by piece and decide what works, what can be reinvented, and what we need to get rid of. I will provide that second eye and give you the tools to shop smarter and find outfits that you never knew you had. My commitment is that you feel great so you can go out into the world and be your best self. Your closet is your playground, so let's have some fun.
4: Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
1: Welcome back to Real Talk on 1150 KKNW, and we've got a short bit of time here to answer a few questions that you may have. You're still welcome to call at 425-373-5527. Well, Brian, pretty good show so far, yeah? You bet. That's a good one. I wanted to uh, share a little bit about my experience. I went out to Chicago yeah. Um, as a little 4th of July celebration. By the way, how was your 4th? It was Where did, great. Did you go check out the Sammamish fireworks? We did.
2: We're, we're, uh, we live within walking distance, and we just love the fact we can walk down there. The whole community shows up, and it's just a fabulous show. I heard that it was like 30 minutes long this year. I don't know if it was quite that long, but it's always, I mean, partially the venue, you've got this... The, the shape of the hills there yeah. the acoustics are just oh, I mean, yes. it's loud
1: <laughs> if you don't like loud it's the wrong show for you yeah but. so so my uh, my friends out in Chicago I flew out there and we went to watch their firework show and I got to say I I, I didn't want to tell them this but I felt yeah. like the firework show in Samamish was has been better than what right. what I saw out there but I think they do it every other night they do it like on Wednesdays and Saturday nights so really maybe they just didn't get yeah. go out for it but um, needless to say, the city itself, beautiful. If you ever get an opportunity to go, I felt like this time of year was okay. I hear it gets really hot. And I heard a rumor that you actually like the humidity. I do like the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, even today, i kind of walking outside, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is kind of nice. I mean, obviously, oh, I've funny. got a shirt on, and so I don't want to sweat through it or anything. But mm-hmm. something about being in shorts and a flip-flops and a T-shirt yeah. with some high humidity reminds me of the Caribbean. But um, great food. Great, uh, very walkable city. And, um, you know, as I'm thinking about our community here, I know there has been a lot of talk about the homelessness issue, Mm -hmm. being in real estate. It's uh, constantly on my purview, and it comes across as, you know, what do we do, what do we do. I've also heard that Jenny Durkin has been, uh, the Seattle Times wrote, that she's been kind of working to clean up uh, some of the encampments. And I really want to urge people. Eric Johnson did an expose uh, called Seattle is Dying, that I want to just urge everybody to uh, take a look at it, look at it soberly, understand that while there is some affordability issues with regards to housing, this, in my opinion, isn't just, it's not just a housing issue. It's actually Mm -hmm. an addiction issue and and one that um, we've got to be brave as as a community to face uh, because of of the fact that there are real people who are hurting um, as a result of the addictions. And it's not the same as it's always been. It's right. very different to, to anything I've ever saw, and I was I remember telling my kids as we were going down to Seattle, and they kind of said, "Hey, Dad, give them a break," you know. They're, these these mm-hmm. folks are, and, and I appreciate my kids being wise enough to share mm-hmm. that with me, yeah. but also too to to understand that th- this is a little different than just regular homelessness. We need to fight yeah. both, right? But um, that's that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. So with that in mind, too, um, and being in the community, I hope everybody had a great Fourth of July. What kind of final thoughts do you have, Brian?
2: You know, I'm going to go back just a little bit here. Something that occurred to me while we were talking about the benefits of hiring a pro. Mm. I'd say about half the time I have clients that are just really stressed out about the whole thing. Yeah. And and I think one of the things with Dan and I having done this so very many times, we off, I feel privileged to be able to walk people through the process. I mean, we call it hand-holding.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: not meant in a negative way. It's literally... Well, not literally holding hands, but literally <laughs> coming alongside, listening to the concerns, listening to the things that are creating stress, and then walking through. I mean, you and I have done this so many times. We really know what to expect next. And so taking that unknown away, and one of the lines I use is, you know, we, no, none of us like surprises except our birthday or maybe Christmas. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, so avoiding the surprise, talking
1: about what, what do we really think is going to happen next and- it- And here's what we found is we find that when we maintain that posture of being an advocate alongside you, uh, buying or selling a home, that you're going to tell others about us. We're not concerned about getting that business. The business will show up because we do such an excellent job of being there beside you. So uh, we always appreciate any introductions or any referrals. So, all right. So that's almost about time for it. But let me just let you all know that starting tonight, and it looks like the weather is clearing up, if you want to go see Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's going to be at the Miramore Park. They've got some awesome food trucks, live music beforehand. Grab a lawn chair. Grab uh, maybe a plastic bag to put down underneath your blanket because it's kind of wet. It's a little wet. Bring your tarp. Yeah, bring your tarp. Maybe. I don't know if they allow you to put a little umbrella up or something like that. But it's definitely warm enough to sit out and watch a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's at the, the Miramore Park. Yep. Yeah. And Tickets Park. are
2: only five bucks. Five bucks. It's a cheap date.
1: Yep. Cheap date. And food trucks, right? Food trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good go. food. Cheap date. Bring your own popcorn, all that. Bring your bring your dog on a leash. All right. That's the end of the show. So um, I just want to thank all of our guests for being here today. We had a fantastic panel. Well, thank you very much, guys. And um, that's it for this week, our so, first live show. No yeah. training wheels. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.